This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome yeah. D-Tex D-Tex Smith and Steve Mix. You are now entering the Megacast. Ted! All right, Big Z. <laughs> What's up, Smitty? I mean, this is a tough one. This is a crazy one. I almost didn't want to do it, but then our mega babe, Stephanie, is like, oh, the mega cats better be on the sh- doing their thing tomorrow. I know. I thought, I, I, Stephanie, I don't think about you often when I get home from work, but I was like, man, I think she's legit crying. Yeah, I fell for her. Yeah. There's a couple people I was like, damn. And all because of this. Russell Wilson has been traded to the Denver Broncos. Tom Pelissero reports that there is a deal in principle to send nine-time Pro Bowl quarterback Russell Wilson to the Denver Broncos in exchange for a massive haul, multiple first-round draft picks, additional picks later, and players. Do not adjust your television. Russell Wilson will cook in Denver. Okay, that happened. (laughs) <laughs> that happened yeah and look i'll preface this with listen i i'm a sports fan i'm no not an expert and even though a lot of people say they are but with that said a couple things number one is russ kind of wanted to be out i think yes but i didn't think it would happen this year like last year i was like oh man they might trade him right this year i was like ah it's not gonna happen so you figure he could have finished out his contract but then does he just leave next year Exactly. You did get a lot of picks, but it's also kind of a bummer because you basically just recouped what you gave for Jamal Adams. That's the part that kind of hurts. And, and look, I'm one of the few people that actually still likes Jamal Adams. And it was like, he's a playmaker. Like, it's worth it. I'm, I'm feeling very optimistic about him next season. Yeah. So I have to, man. I need I something to be excited about. I just worry what happens in the locker room now, right? So you get the Russell news, which was kind of, I mean, like, you knew it was... It could happen, but it's still just weird because he is Mr. Seahawk. Right. I mean, I was saying yesterday, like, even when we lost games and he did do an interview, like, go Hawks. You're like, all right, we're all right. Yeah. Like, Russ has us. Now you can say go Bronx. Go Broncos. I go mean, Coes. I don't go know. I mean, I'm sure he's going to say something. Maybe he doesn't do it anymore. Maybe that was just a Seahawk thing. Or maybe he forgets that he's on the Broncos. You know, sometimes, you, like we talked about this morning, like sometimes when you change radio stations, you still say the old call letters. Yeah. Maybe a couple of the first games, they'll be like, go Hawks, and we'll still get that mojo. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, right, when we first moved here, it was hard to say uh, uh, K. It was like WKS. It was like, no, 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 there's right. no W. We're on this side of the coast. Yeah, because on, on the East Coast, everything is W as opposed to K. Right. Yeah. So... Russ happens, and you're just like, God, it's such a weird day. And then then they just release Bobby. Like, we couldn't even get a trade for him. Didn't he still have a year left? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. That's a good question. I, I know that like, he wanted, an, I think he was in like that year. Yeah, isn't it like that year before your contract ends is like when people usually restructure their deal or renegotiate, yeah. and, and they just were like, we don't want to pay you $20 million. So 
know if that means maybe he could like if he doesn't get any bites from other teams that he'd be willing. To, but I almost feel like he'll have that same sense of pride as like KJ Wright, who took I think a little bit less to go to to the Raiders because he just he he was just too uh, not butt hurt, but like he was he was hurt by the fact that the Seahawks didn't want to keep him. He didn't take less. The Seahawks didn't give him a deal. I thought that the Seahawks came back and offered something after the Raiders said, "Hey, this is what we're going to do." I think I the Seahawks offered less. Okay, okay. Because KJ I was wrong. made no bones about it. Like yeah. he wanted to stay. Yeah. Because I talked to him uh, down at Cage Sport in like late August. It was like mid August. Yeah. And he was like, you know, it's up to Pete and John. He's like, I want to stay. Yeah. But Bobby will have suitors. Yes. He'll have plenty of suitors, and and, and he's going to go somewhere, and he still has productive years. So listen, he's not in his prime. But him being a year or two outside of his prime is still better than most inside linebackers that are going to be on any NFL roster. Absolutely. It was just of all days, though. You couldn't wait a couple days. Right. Like, so did that's, you need to cut him yesterday, Pete? So now what you happens jerk? next? Like, do you keep Lockett? Like, I, I read this morning there's a, he's on the trading block. Yeah. Like, there's what are, some teams interested in him. And then DK, like, I think D, DK's still young enough. You keep him around. But, like, what if DK's like, nah, I'm out? Did you see that great uh, meme of, like, this giant jack dude, like, DK going into Pete Carroll's office or something along those lines? Is that lines? the giant dude going into fast food? Yes. And he and, smacks the food out of the dude's hand? And he's just right, but he's just like, oh. <laughs> like, he makes DK Metcalf look like he's a toothpick. That's what my trainer looks like. Oh, my gosh. I would Not never. Quite, I mean, but he's close. I would do everything that he says, Ted. Yeah, and his name's Osiris. You listen. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I mean, like, I here's the other thing. Like, I get it. You're going to rebuild. But then Pete's still in charge. Yes. That's the thing that bothers me. I'm like, I, I think if I had had a choice, I would have gotten rid of Pete and kept kept those guys to try to put some parts around them. But also, once Paul Allen dies. Everything changed, man. Yeah, for yep. real. Because there's, there's like a, I think there's a committee. I know his sister technically owns a team, but there's like a committee. But Pete's had all the power. So he extended him and John, and then it's like mm-hmm. they decide they're going to rebuild. Now, look, I've been wrong about Pete Carroll before. I hope I am wrong again. But it just seems odd that you have one of the older coaches, or the oldest coach in the league. He's a defensive minded coach. The NFL is a very offensive minded league right now. I'm just like, I, I don't know. Like, I'm fine with a rebuild, but like with Pete still in charge seems odd. And I'm a huge. I've I, I've been banging the Pete Carroll drum forever. But it, when it came down to it, I was just like, Do you give up your franchise quarterback, or do you give up a, a, a very hard to find coach of that level? And I feel like you could still find another great coach. It's it's very hard to find yourself a, a quarterback. And I know Russ is getting older, and he's not the same guy that he once was. But the dude's still he's still putting up numbers. And I think if you put him in a situation where he's being given the tools and the ability to be an offensive-minded team, I, I, I think, I think, I think Denver's going to freaking have a blast with that dude. Like with the way that their coaching structure is, that, that that's Super Bowl or bust. And I don't think there's any reason to believe that they aren't going in the Super Bowl. I know it's a tough division, but that's that team's stacked now. That team is stacked. They have weapons. I mean, you could argue their worst thing is the offensive line, but uh, Russ is used to that. I was going to say Russ is pretty used to that, and actually, he's very good at like still putting up numbers with a terrible offensive line. <laughs> That'd be great if he talks to them. They're like, "Look, we want to let you know we're we're stacked on defense. We've got all the wide receivers you need. Yeah, we're losing our stud tight end, but we'll make it work. Our only issue, Russ, we got a weird offensive line. It's not perfect." He's like, "I don't care. Have you seen what I've done in the last ten years? I'll make it work." Right, and like the crowning jewel of the Seahawks organization is dominating the Broncos. Like it would be like. I'm fine with Russ. I still like Russ. I did. We'll get into this. I did unfollow him on Twitter. Ugh, but disappointed it'd be tough to see him like raising a championship trophy in a Broncos union. Like, like, I don't really have a 
like or dislike for the Broncos, but I don't know. It's weird. It's also weird, and I think this is the first time that a guy, a quarterback who helped his, uh, his team beat a team, then goes on and plays for that team. Right, the, what, to beat a team in a Super Bowl yeah. and then goes plays for the team. Yeah, so I, I, I was like, you know, I granted the, the the Broncos have won the Super Bowl since that game, so I think that may be the bitter taste. Because I imagine, like, Seahawks fans, the last thing at, at one moment you probably want, yeah, Ben Roethlisberger is great, but I think a couple years after the Steelers beating the Seahawks, a lot of us have been like, ugh, man, that son of a bitch beat us. You know what I mean? Even though you know that, okay, you're getting a once-in-a-lifetime type quarterback. Yeah, and I think it's a great example of life and sports. That's one thing I love it's about business. sports. It's it. So first of all, right, I said that yesterday. Tweeted that like it's business, but also I still part of my mind still goes. Number one, what if Paul Allen was still around? Number two is like, what if they score that touchdown? Yeah, in the Super Bowl. Oh, dude, right? I, Tom Brady. I think Tom Brady's a little different. Like everything. the page. Like a, a lot of things are different. Doug Baldwin's like, different. You have to figure that team stays together. Legion of Boom is different. That attitude is different. Yeah, dude. I've I've said it many times, and I truly believe it. That one day, if they could get all those guys to speak unfiltered, we will have the greatest thirty for thirty about the demise of the Seattle Seahawks, the, I, the rise and fall of the Seahawks. When you winning the Super Bowl, looking like you're becoming a dynasty, you go back to the Super Bowl. And if they would have won that Super Bowl, I truly believe that there would have been maybe not more Super Bowl wins, but more runs to the Super Bowl. I, I agree 100%. It's insane. And I don't know if it's a 30 for 30 or I, there's so many podcasts now. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'd like to see a room. I like pictures, though, and videos. I know I know you do, Steve. Yeah, come on, man. I just want to just listen. I just like to see one of those podcasts where it's like, everybody's done playing, but like Russell's in the room. Oh. Bobby's in the room. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I mean... Right, like Sherm's in there, like I, you know, like Marshawn, like yeah, let, let let him really get into it, yeah, yeah. Because you no know, by, you like know, behind roast. closed doors, right? But behind closed doors, they've done it. They've oh, yeah. yelled at each other. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a football locker room. So yeah, that God, that would be exciting, dude. It would be pretty intense. Because I mean, yeah. I'm sure a lot of teams have those kind of stories, but really, you know, obviously, because we're here in the Northwest, this is the team that we know. We had high hopes and expectations, and I, we were even talking about it this morning. I'm like. It's it's one of the greatest questions of all time. What would have happened if they ran that ball? I know I don't mean to dig old wounds, but we don't know. Like for all we know, they would have been stopped at the goal line each time they try to run that ball in. Chances are no, but there's a very good chance or a fumble could have happened. You don't know, but because we don't know, we will forever use that as like the 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 crutch. Like, oh man, if they would only ran the ball, we would be Super Bowl champs. There's no guarantee of that. I wish we could now. I wish we could go into like an alternate reality. Just to see what happened. You know right, what I and mean? they did stop him on first down. Right. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I've said to you for years, I go, I still wonder what happens if Golden Tate's on the team. Maybe yeah. he's just stronger and doesn't get pushed off the ball there and Butler doesn't get that pick. Yeah, was that Lockett? Ricardo was, Lockett? Or was it uh, was it Curse? Man. I can't remember. I can't There's remember. A, there might have been another guy whose name I can't remember. Yeah. It was one of those dudes. It wasn't like their main receiver, but it was like one of the receivers that's job was to keep Butler away from that. <laughs> and he just like walked by and said, see ya. Right. There's so many things. Yeah. Ugh. I yeah. can't believe you unfollowed Russ. You know what? All right. I'm with you. I was starting to think about it. This has been one of the greatest feathers in my cap. Dumbest, but greatest. For the longest time, for some reason, Russell Wilson's <laughs> Facebook page followed my Steve Miggs Facebook page. All right. I'm not sure why. And it wasn't like he just did like a mass follow. I always thought it was hilarious because like 60-something people he followed. Only 60-something people. All right. And one of them was Steve Miggs. That's awesome. I know. For the longest time, that's been like my... 
dude, you won't believe this. And I would show it to people and like, okay, that's pretty insane. Like, what the hell? Like, why is Rod? Like, I'm like, maybe he had someone handling his social media at one point that was a fan of mine. Well, I checked this morning because we were talking about that kind of stuff, you know, and I'm like, you Russell start following all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, but he still follows me on Facebook. I went and checked. He doesn't follow me anymore. Oh, that happened this... What was the last time you had checked before this? Maybe like eight, nine months. It's not All like right. I, oh, so it, it was relatively recent. a year. Still, at least once a year I check to see if I still hold status. I'm gone. There's only 40 people he follows now. Right. So, all right. So I told Steve when I came up today, I go, look. Do you think someone that, like in his posse or him was going through the follow goes... Who the F is Steve makes and why am I following him? What if he's been a secret like Mega Cast fan the whole time? Oh, that would be amazing. Because Luke Miggs. was on here. Maybe he just loves beat Migs. <laughs> right? Or right. He's just he's just like, I don't know, man. Like when I'm going when I'm going to the children's hospital, I listen to this beat Migs segment. You know, I'm all about the separation and the preparation. That guy sounds like he doesn't prepare whatsoever. Right. All right. So I told Steve, I go, I saw Russell's tweet, I gave it a like, and then I unfollowed him. He <laughs> just said, I'm done with you. All of them, and I said, yeah, it's like a breakup. Like, and we're on good terms. But I'm just like, and what I, say, I go, I don't remember one being this hard for me since Robin Van Persie left Arsenal. It's crazy. And he went to United, and I was like, I got to unfollow you, man. I mean, I hate, I hate, and it's weird. I'm trying to think of a player, maybe uh, Podolsky that used to play for Arsenal. For some reason, I kept following him, but he didn't stay in the Prem. Yeah. He left. But yeah, like, there's been plenty of soccer players from Arsenal where it's like, I still love you, but I got to unfollow you. Yeah, because I, I mean, see like that. one of the things about Russ because he's going to be posting all these great pictures of him now in Denver and him and his kids playing in the snow, right? Or like sunshine, wearing an orange dress. Right, it's going to be April here. And he's yeah. going to be like, look at all this sunshine. It'd be like it's still raining here, Russ. He's going to start doing like you know hallucinogenic drugs because it's legal there. <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. <laughs> I'm like, if I see him at a fish show at Red Rocks, yep. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna lose it. He's gonna be like, play Wilson. <laughs> I was like, you, you, you son of a bitch. You see, I tried so hard to make that song a thing, and you never embraced it. You never did. We saw it live. <laughs> Wilson. I mean, yeah, I don't think it's that weird to unfollow guys. I, no, I, I was just, I thought it was oh. funny. I, I mean, I, I don't know. Trust, I felt bad, Steve. There was like a little single tear, and I was like, I gotta do it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, sometimes I find someone that I thought I know was following me, and then I went on their page, like I was giving them props about something, and I look and I'm like, they don't follow me anymore. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? I'm like, wait, let me check my Instagram too. Maybe it was just like a weird accident. And they don't follow me on there anymore either. And I'm like, like you just kind of like, I, it doesn't bother me, but it kind of makes me wonder. You know what I mean? Just there's a curiosity of like, why did you stop following me? Yeah, I mean, I do it sometimes, and I know people do it to me, is I don't tweet nearly as much as I used to, and sometimes it'll just show up, and somebody will be like, why am I still following this guy? Yeah, I probably posted something, and he's just like, I'm done with this guy. I'm sick of looking at children, or dogs, or him talking about wrestling. Yeah, <laughs> right? That's all I do. I check the Kreischer one once in a while, but I'm not going to be shocked when he unfollows me. He's probably going to be like, what, what, I get hammered and follow this guy? Yeah, but this guy? <laughs> I don't even remember him. <laughs> Who is he? Right. Oh, wrong one. Oh, wrong oh. one. Wrong one. Wrong one, Ted. I'm sorry. I don't think we even have to do it today. We know what we're going to talk about. That's a good point. Should we do a TED Talk, though? Yeah. That's the question. That is the big question at hand. There we go. TED Talks. Starring the Tex Yeah, we're going to be talking a lot about the Seahawks. We're not done. Uh, experts. I brought it up earlier. Uh-oh. Right. A lot of people, just remember, they're giving you their opinion. And also, uh, Steve, you've bought a home before. Yes. So if you buy a home, 
or you're looking at, let's say a condo, because homes are generally bigger. Let's say you're looking at a condo, right? Okay. Now, what the realtor will do is take pictures to make this space look amazing. Now, sure, you know it's only 700 square feet, but when you look at it, it looks so spacious. Yeah. And then you get there and you go, all right, I see what they did here. So sometimes on, on social media and Facebook and stuff, just just be careful with people. You're listening to their opinion. They're trying to sound like experts. And sometimes, frankly, people will show images of certain areas or t- parts oh, of town. Yeah. And it's like, it's not this or that. Like, I live there. You think I live in a war zone? Yes, and, and I, do, I, think now I always we, wear a helmet when I come visit you. Right, and now we see what's happening in Ukraine and Russia. Like we, some of these terms, we need to stop using. But just, I'm just telling people, just be careful because you could. I look, I could drive to, I could drive to almost any town in the United States and show like a couple crappy pictures. You're like, that place is a dump. Yeah. Or I could, or I could be in a terrible neighborhood and show you like one nice home and be like, this is what life is really like. So just, just be careful with. You know, I look, I, I, I'm i on Facebook during the show all the time, right? Answer people. And it's just amazing. Like, people get so enthralled in that thing. Like, it, calm down. Yes. You know what I mean? It's, uh, there's so many layers to what you just said. Like, for me, like, opinions are funny because people get so mad. I see it in, like, on a very minimal level. It's Granted, it's not about world affairs or politics, but I follow a lot of people on on. On in wrestling and Twitter, yeah, fans and wrestlers, and the big uproar right now was that there's some people that were like gatekeeping in wrestling because some fans didn't understand why CM Punk came out to his old theme song. They didn't know that it was his old theme song. He used to use this AFI song, and there's some people just like they should have been better at telling us. Even though the announcers did a very good job of explaining why he was doing that, it was a long story. Don't need to get into all of that. But some people are just getting mad at each other's opinions about this, and I'm like. Why are we so upset about another person? This opinion is not about a civil right. This opinion is not about how to treat people of different cultures, genders, uh, sexual choices. Like this is an opinion about a theme song in a wrestling match. Like, yeah. why are you so mad about this? And then it becomes like this, this, this gang up mentality of everybody jumping on it and everyone getting mad and yelling. And I'm like, why can't we just accept that not everyone's opinion is good? And your opinion is different than another person's opinion. And just move on with our lives. Like, I don't care what your opinion is about a theme song. Like, we can have a conversation about it, but I'm not ever going to be mad at you because you did not like CM Punk's theme song. Like, that is the dumbest thing if you ask me. And some people have opinions you're going to hate. You don't have to tell them. Right. Just move on. (laughs) Smile and nod. Right. Why do we care about the opinions of people whose opinions we don't care about? That's what I always say. Like, when someone trashes me, Online and it happens, especially right now with this roast thing. Awful idea. Don't ever do it. Uh, because oh, I it, wouldn't. Because when you promote it, it encourages these random trolls or just people who think they're being funny or people who don't mean any harm. But it's opening up the floodgates for people to roast me yeah. on social media because they think that they're like, oh, here's my chance. You just think, and in a weird way, yes, we did invite you to do that. So I can't get too upset about that. We invited him to watch it. I know, but you know how some people are. I know. I so know. I have to constantly remind myself, why do I care about Billy Bunch of Numbers and him making fun of me when I don't know anything about him, nor do I care about him? So I'm caring about right. the opinion of someone who I don't care about? That seems ridiculous. It's hard to... It's easier said than done. But, Correct. But man, oh man, some people, if they could just remind themselves of that, I think we'd be better off. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, right, because you do it... I mean. It happens in personal life all the time. There's certain people I know where, like, if I hang out with them, they're going to say something to get a rise out of me. Yep. I'm just, all right, I'm just going to let it go. Because mm-hmm. that's what they want. They want you to engage. Do you ever have that person say something, and you know they said it, like you said, to get a rise, and you don't get the rise, and then they look at you and go, 
something wrong because they want to know that you got it. You know what I mean? Like you threw them off their game because they were expecting you to. I had an old yeah. girlfriend that used to do that. She would say stuff and it would just be like, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, she knows full well that's pissing me off that she said that. Like, yeah. You know, something that really, and typically I would say something in response and then an argument would happen. Some people really, like, they feel, they, 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 they love they, it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And when I, I stopped doing that, like, so, so she would say something, I'm like, uh huh. And she's like, what? Are you upset? Are you mad? I'm like, no, no, why would I be mad? I mean, well, I mean, you're not mad about what I just said? And I'm like, do you want me to be mad? Oh, now you're mad. I'm like, yeah, I'm mad because you want me to be mad. Like, this is freaking stupid. <laughs> I mean, I, I we're complex the, people, man. I know. So I'm just like, look, I completely disagree with him, but I go, listen, he just does this because he wants to get a rise out of yes. everybody. If you fall into it, like at a certain point, like that's on you, hundred percent. Like I don't care. I'll let him say his two minutes of whatever the crap he wants to spew, and then I'm gonna get another Miller Light. Yeah, baby, we'll be all right. Let's take a break and get a Miller Light, Ted. Yeah, I'll tell you what, man, I could go for one right Actually, now. Yeah, I, I would love one as it's well. A nice sunny day. We're talking about football. <laughs> Well, you know what? We're going to talk more football because we've got a couple former Seahawks players that have chimed in and we've got audio of what they've had to say. Oh, I haven't heard this yet. One of them is really interesting, I thought. So uh, one's a former player that played for a while. Another one only played for one season, but very well respected in the world of football. Oh, I, 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 you talk about Greg Olson. Damn it. Yeah, I, I, sorry. All right. It's hard to get a leg up on me with sports. Well, I got one more, though. All right, all, all right. right. <laughs> See what you got, Steve. Son of a. See you know what, what you got. I'm going to unfollow you just like Russell Wilson. Dude, did. you can't unfollow me. <laughs> all right, fine. I'll stay following you. Put you on mute. <laughs> we'll be back. <laughs> Kidding. Ted and Steve need a minute to jump in the shower and crush a beer. The mega cast will be back. Wrestling. It's outlandish versus verified. Challenger versus champion. Zicky Dice versus Steve Miggs for the Wrestling with Regret YouTube Championship. The last time they faced each other, Steve Miggs beat him. That was awesome. And he did it fair and square. <laughs> and he's going to do it again on March 20th in Eugene, Oregon. So chew on that, Twitch guy. When it's cold outside and a zesty session is your only way of keeping warm, reach for UGG condoms. UGG condoms, they're fashionable and effective. Made with double-layered sheepskin with fleece on the inside and a tan surface on the outside. For her pleasure, now you can enjoy protection from the elements and from STDs. UGG condoms, if you experience dryness, itching, or burning, extra lubrication may be necessary. It turned into a child. These two guys are proof that they will just let anyone do a podcast. The Megacast is back. Yes, we are. Oh, the conversations we have during the commercial break. I, I should have waited. That was a weird time to bring that up. Oh, hey, Steve. By the way, do you have three balls or one ball? I can't remember. I know it's not normal. Technically, two with a cyst thingy. That's not anything bad, but, but I haven't seen that thing recently. This is the weirdest conversation. This is... What happens when we take a break? Yeah, it fell apart quickly. <laughs> All right. So Russell Wilson, obviously, that's what we're talking about. Um, do you want to hear? Uh, yeah, we'll play the Greg Olson audio first because that's the one that we just mentioned. It, oh, I know. It just pisses me off because I look, I was 
Again, I could be wrong, but I was for more keep Russ, get rid of Pete. Yes. I. But you know what? I get the vibe that he's not anti-Russ in this clip. The Greg Olson one. No, he's talking about the play calling. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. It just makes you more angry. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So here's I'm what, angry, Steve. Here's what Greg Olson had to say on uh, Colin Cowherd's show, The Herd. Yeah. Which also brought up an interesting point that I never thought about, that they, he feels that the relationship, because he knows, I guess, Russ and the agent, they've talked before, and he feels that the, the decline of his relationship with the Seahawks happened when Josh Allen was that highly touted draft pick uh, back when he was, and the Seahawks went and visited him. And Russ was like, dude, I'm your quarterback. Why are you visiting this guy? Are you planning on trading me? And he and and he feels that the loyalty to the Seahawks ended at that moment because he felt insulted that they went and talked to Josh Allen. Yep. So it's I mean I I would probably be upset too if all of a sudden, you know, they're talking to somebody while I'm still delivering and I'm like, wait a second, are we are we working on trading me when what's going on? Yeah. So here's uh, on Colin Cowherd now, uh, Greg Olson talking about what happened yesterday with the big trade. You were in that locker room. Is it fair to say Seattle offensively was a little behind the times? I never thought they had a personnel issue. The conversations that I would have with the coaches and the amount of pushback and the amount of questions that I would get in return saying, you know, we're not sure if we can do this. I'm not sure if we can protect this. And I'd sit there scratching my head. It was like we were playing with a JV roster. It was like we were playing with a rookie undrafted quarterback. Like it was very interesting to me. I just think the ideology there was always defense first, kicking game, punt the ball, field position, force turnovers, defensive led, and then they'd hand the ball to Russ at the end of the game and say, go be, go be magic. I just think it was part of Russell's frustration. I think it's why Russ said, I want to go somewhere where this is going to be an offensive quarterback driven team every Sunday with the ball in my hand, like Aaron Rodgers, like the stars. Like a JV team. I Right. That's too. It's like... It, P is a defensive coach, and I get it. But the NFL has just changed. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, Andy Reid has excelled, not just because of Patrick Mahomes, but he's an offensive-minded coach. We're also frustrated. I'm real, we're, sorry to interrupt you, but uh, everyone, like, and I agree. Pete is a defensive-minded coach, but our defense has been red rotten for so long. Well, we're so running like, the same effing schemes right? without, the, without the athletes. It's like, at what point do we stop even giving them a pass on that? It's like, geez, I know we all want to beat up Ken Norton and anyone else that has a defensive coordinator title, but at the end of the day, the buck stops with Pete Carroll. And I'm like, man, like... I feel like he's been resting on the, the, the Legion of Boom for so many years, but at some point, he should be accountable. Right. I mean, look, it's like the Commanders game this year, right? We sat in the same cover, too, the whole, and all they did was throw in that open space in the middle, right? Yep. Which, is, which is, can happen in that defense. We made no adjustments at halftime, and we don't have the same athletes we had. Right. You know what I mean? Chancellor's not filling that hole. No. You Earl Thomas I mean? is not there. Earl Thomas isn't there. Owning the entire field. Right. Uh, who else am I Sherm, forget? Sherm. Uh, uh, Cliff. Cliff Averill. Right. Um, Moses Bread. You know, uh, uh, what the hell is his name? <laughs> That's his username on Twitter. Um, crap. Ah. Uh, hey. I know. Tiny little shoulder pads. Yes. Yeah. His, what? Brother, his uh, brother played in the Pats. Oh, my Jesus. Gosh. We are sports guys. Bennett. Bennett. Michael, Michael Bennett. Bennett. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> We're your sports Like Cam leader. Chancellor. That's what I'm right. Like, yeah. right. Like, these guys aren't there. You got to change the defense. <clears throat> <clears throat> Calm down, Ted. <laughs> Well, my voice gets high, you know, I'm getting frustrated. <laughs> my hands are going, the voice is getting high. So then <laughs> Richard Sherman does a podcast. All right. Now that's what I want to hear. That's the same here, dude. Because like, you know, he put up that whole Batman quote again. Either you're round long enough to become the villain 
or you leave the hero or something, whatever. Well, you leave the hero or you stay around long enough to become the villain. Thank you. I completely, I butcher it every time I try and say that one. The Batman. Well, just quote. remember, heroes die. Legends last forever. Boom. Well, he, and then did you see uh, Bobby Wagner after he got cut? He said, Sherm's a prophet. Which right, and then that's what, right. And then Sherm retweeted that and all that. So when I saw that Sherm put out his podcast and, and it's going to talk about the Russell Wilson situation, I'm like, oh, this is going to be obviously biased based on what his opinion is on things. But sure. I want to hear his opinion on things because he was a part of that team. Yeah. And uh, here's what Richard Sherman had to say about the trade. Who's the problem? Who's the solution? Who's the problem? Who's the solution? Well, now you're going to figure it out. Seattle has a long way to go. They have big, big shoes to fill. The, the trade pieces they receive make me more curious than, than anything. Because I don't think everybody's like, oh, are they gonna are they gonna put Geno out there? Are they gonna put Drew Locke out there? No, they're not. Not not on purpose. They're setting themselves up to be in the sweepstakes for Deshaun Watson. I think that these pieces that they're putting together are the pieces that they're going to need to work with the Houston Texans to get Deshaun Watson. I think that Pete will assume the best and think that Deshaun's legal issues will get resolved in the near future before the draft. And they can make a trade with the Houston Texans using some of the pieces, not all of them, some of the pieces that they just got uh, for Russell Wilson. And Russell Wilson gets a fresh start. Definitely gets a fresh start with a team that wants him to focus on being an offensive player. So I think it's two things, right? Mm -hmm. Number one, I think think you could draft, what's it, Malik Willis out of Liberty. Malik Willis and Matt Corral are the two that seem to be coming up a lot. But also, like, is he still going to be there at nine? But yeah. he's super athletic dude. He looked awesome in the combine. I know I always say don't fall in love with a dude working out in t-shirt and shorts. But I but did. I always do. I know. Yeah, I like I like Malik Willis. I, I, I Honestly, not on my radar until all this was going on. I spent yesterday watching a lot of clips. I'm like, this dude's pretty solid. Oh, he had an amazing year. Because yeah. at the beginning of the year, it was all about the dude from Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. He kind of didn't have a great year. Willis had a great year. But he played at Liberty. So his stats are going to be a little blown up. But I also don't think Sherm's wrong. You're gonna, we're going to find out on Friday. Yep. They go to the grand jury. If none of that stuff sticks, I think it's very, it's very feasible they could get Desha- try to get Deshaun Watson. But also, Deshaun Watson has to want to play here. He has a no-trade call. So that was my question for you, because I feel like this has been a, a power struggle of, do we want a quarterback that wants to get a bunch of... Russell Wilson clearly wants to be an MVP, and he wants to be a guy that gets to throw a ton of passes and all the... You know, like Greg Olson said, he wants to be the guy in charge. He wants to be able to... I'm imagining Deshaun Watson also has that men- mentality as well. Of like, I want to be the star player. I don't want to be in the shadow of the defense or in the shadow of our running game. Does he? Would he want to even come here? And does that just completely negate everything that I thought we were doing by getting rid of Russell Wilson? Is to go back to Pete's old ways, right? So that's the thing. like I could. That's why I see more of Pete trying to draft a new quarterback. Same. You could you could build the defense. You still got to get a solid running back. They already said they're not bringing Penny back. Penny did great in the second. They did say that. They're not too interested in him. Son of a I bitch. thought they were going to franchise him. How but do you not bring that guy back? Well, because he's always hurt. Yeah. I mean, he did look good in the last half, back half of the I season know, last year. And, like, trust me, I liked Rashad Petty. I thought it was a great pick. But he just didn't stay healthy. So, yeah. right, from what I can tell, I feel like Pete would rather have a younger dude in there mm-hmm. that he feels like he can control He can more. mold. Yeah, and be like, just pass here, just pass there. Until he gets success and becomes like Russell, and then he has to get rid of him. I've also heard a crazy rumor I saw last night on Twitter. Is that they're setting this up to bring in a different coach in like a year or two. Huh. Which like I, the dude from Chicago that they just brought on board to be like the assistant coach? No, I don't know. Oh. <laughs> now granted, I don't even know who this dude is on Twitter. <laughs> I just I just, back to the TED talk. I saw people re- I saw people retweet it, I know. And I was like, oh, 
oh, no kidding. That's a crazy theory. What I, about this? So, uh, the other names I would throw out there. So, I, yeah. Well, how do you, do you, would you want Deshaun Watson on the Seahawks? Very polarizing. I know. I, I don't know. Yeah. See, honestly. But Pete Carroll, you're right. He, he doesn't mind. I know, man. I just have a hard time with anyone assaulting a woman, especially I, if it's true. Like, right. I, I had the hard, I, I would just talk about that off the air. Like, I really never felt comfortable cheering on Frank Clark. And I, I, I know people That's why I change. cheered against Greg, Hart, Greg Hardy this weekend. Yeah. Like, I. In the UFC. I really was, I was one of the few that I was like, very happy when he left the team because I was like, yeah. I know like no one's perfect, but like I have a hard time like like showing love for anyone that puts their hand on a woman. Like it's just yeah. Look, you could have issues in the past. You could reform yourself. I get it. I, I'm fine. Like if you robbed a store, whatever. You know what I mean? Like stupid things. I'm willing to be like, okay, well, everyone deserves a second shot. But there's something about like cheering on somebody that hurt. A female. Like, I don't know why, but that like, it's kids, females, animals. Like, yeah, I've never I'm had with you. I, it's I, different. I, I just, and I know that there's some players that we probably don't even know that have done that in the past that we've been cheering on. But if I know that they were, I have a very hard time ever getting in that mindset of being like, yeah, man, but he's playing for the Seahawks and they're winning. Like, I don't really, I'd much rather not have Deshaun Watson if any of that stuff is true. Right. And I'm with you. If you're rebuilding, no, I don't think it's worth it. No. Some people don't give a crap about that kind of stuff. And that's just, no, and they don't. And, yep. And look, sometimes I wish I didn't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I have said this until I'm blue in the face, right? You ever heard the story about, you grew up in New York, about Mickey Mantle? Which story? So there's all these legendary stories about Mickey Mantle sending notes to girls during the games. And Mickey mm-hmm. Mantle was famous for going out and partying and yeah. having all the women. And then when he's dying and he's in Florida, he gives that press conference and he's like, don't be like me. Like, it, I, I, was, I was a bad person. And you're just like, wow. oh. No, the, I mean, like, right? Damn, yeah. So I mean, sometimes it's like, you know, like I don't think Michael Jordan could exist nowadays because the, with social media, it's just so different. Yeah. Whereas back in the day, they protect protected all the players. The media's job was to protect the players from bad stories. Right. Now you can get away with it. Now it's with, the flip. Yeah. Media's trying to find any of those stories. I'm not saying that what that old ways was the right ways, but yeah, we definitely lived a more ignorant uh, mindset when it came to sports and celebrities. Right, and then it's then you get into that weird conversation. Where do you draw the line, right? Can I never watch another movie that was produced by Weinstein? Yeah, Weinstein. Like, well, there's a lot of movies in there, dude. It's like that music too. Like a lot of people are like, can you appreciate the art but not the artist? I Correct. have a hard time. Like, there's a band called Brand New where the the singer allegedly, I, I, I you took me to see him. Yeah, yeah. Right? There's way too many young people, and oddly enough, he was brought up on charges of hooking up with young people. Yeah, uh, and I've never been able to recover from that like you know and all you want to hope is that it's not true because you love their art but i'm like i just can't forget that story to enjoy their songs and i love their songs yeah it's a well it's like kanye i mean he's like look whatever you think about kim kardashian like he's stalking her yes it's very and and, and it's very creepy yeah i'm like i i nobody loved early kanye more than i do but i'm just i'm kind of done with him at this point like i'm not listening to that new stuff it's funny you say that because I recently was at the gym and I, some of the earlier stuff came on like a playlist I had and I'm like it didn't feel right. It's like oh, that's what I'm saying. If he I wasn't these songs back then, if he wasn't rich and famous and hiding behind the, the art crap, like he's stalking that woman mm-hmm. and talking about killing her. I mean that's that's what stalkers do. It's next level weird. It is right, right. Yeah. Imagine being Pete Davidson. You know, bittersweet. Here you are with like this super attractive, successful. Seems like a very likable human being. I know people like to crap on the Kardashians, but. I mean, really, what has she done that's been awful? 
you know, and right. and you're like, this is great. I really scored a, an incredible woman that's powerful and strong and doing great for herself, and we're in a happy relationship. But man, I can't shake her ex. He's insane, and he's writing songs about killing me. Yeah. I mean, look, we've both been in that position. Mm-hmm. I went through it a few months ago. We did both date uh, Kim Kardashian. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's like, like, is it like, oh, yeah, like my ex saw this or that on Instagram. Like, he's pretty, like, what? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, he lives in a different part of your neighborhood. He lives in my neighborhood? Like, what, what are we doing? Who did you date before me? <laughs> Shocking that didn't last. No. Like, you didn't really want a nice, I should say, I'm just like, you want a different type of guy than me. Yeah, I'm not that guy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So real quick, Hit who me. are you picking? So you got Malik Willis, like you mentioned. All right. Uh, I feel like you're throwing out Matt Corral. Like, uh, of the yeah. draft picks, it's Malik. You got Jordan Love, Green Bay. They may. I, I got to imagine he wants out. He can't, I can't imagine he's happy that he just, that Aaron Rodgers just said, yeah, I'm going to stay for the next four years. I mean, and, he's just been there, though. We haven't seen him do anything. So I have no idea about Jordan Love. Can he play? He's basically Aaron Rodgers. For when Aaron Rodgers was that way for Brett Favre. Yep. But, yep. I mean, but then there's also been the Matt Castles of the world where you're like, oh, he's been sitting under that learning tree of Tom Brady and he had that one great run when Tom was injured and then that didn't turn out to be all that great. Uh, Deshaun Watson obviously is another one. Uh, and I don't know if there's any other quarterbacks you think that I know Carson Wentz is now part of Washington. He's, he's in Washington. Yeah. Uh, people come, keep talking about Trubisky. I don't want to see Trubisky. No. I- have lock if you go right i mean right you can drop into locker or or gina like i don't know like if you don't draft a quarterback this year right do you, mm. if you have a number one next do you, do you wait a year and just put kind of plug gino in to kind of fill the gap i mean i that's the gino thing or lock and just have it be a competition between and, and what's that other guy eason he's not going to be the guy but right I, and he's a u-dub guy so everybody wants him yeah i mean i, I don't gardner know gardner Minshew. everyone's just like we Jesus need him christ look like, i love not good i love gardner Minshew. But Mike and Taryn are killing me. I right. Mike, if I, I go, Mike, he's not good. No, he's, he's not. Just, like, if you want to bring him in for a backup, kind of yeah. like uh, Fitzpatrick and get you, like, a couple wins a year, I am cool with that. Right. But you can't honestly think that man is starting and going to run your franchise. No, you just like him because he looks like a rock star. Right. He went, a, and he's a kook. Like, trust me, I love the dude. I right. wish he was better at NFL just football. Just a little bit better. Here, let me throw a wild one at you. Okay. I don't know how it would work, but listen, we beat Denver. They got Russell Wilson. We get Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Could you imagine? Oh, oh, I would be okay with that. Mm, hell yeah. <laughs> Dude, right? And they're just like, look, Tom's like, I got maybe one season left in me. Get your quarterback of the future. Let me be the stud for a season. You don't have to pay me a ton. I just want to play football. I, I don't really want to be home. I thought I did, but Giselle's a little extra. The kids are a little much. Give me one more year. I still got some gas in the tank. And as great as Russell Wilson is, I think Pete Carroll has a different opinion. When Tom Brady walks into the offensive coordinator's office, he goes, now I'm sitting in on these meetings. We're putting in place. They're going to go, all right. Sounds good, Tom. Can I call you Tom or is it Mr. Brady? Pete, you're my coach. You can call me Mr. Brady. That's fine. We should just start this rumor right here. This is how it starts. Actually, the Seahawks are have a secret plan to get Tom Brady. I did see some tweets about that. No, are you serious? Uh, and I'm like, you don't know who's telling the truth or not, but it was like somebody's sources say that Tom Brady is considering coming back out of retirement to play with the Seahawks. They're in talks. I, I will say this. I would love that. 
I, and listen, I think Tom Brady still wants to play. I also get 100%, forget that she's a supermodel, is his wife being like, you've played long enough. If a 300-pounder that runs a 4940 hits you, Tom, you're like, we have a family. Yeah. So, but I don't think he's done. No. If it was up to him. And they'll bring Gronk with him. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Let the party God, start. If, we, if Gronk comes to town. We're, we're, all right, I got to calm down. I got to calm down. <laughs> and then we're going to Alaska on the Gronk Cruise. The Alaskan Gronk Cruise? Yes. I'm 100% in. I would do that in a heartbeat. Dude, we should set it. We should call Argosy and just like, let's do a mini version in Lake Union. Yeah, yeah. She's <laughs> fine. I'll tell you what. If Gronk comes to town, like, like, you know, Munson's got a boat. We don't even need a cruise ship. Oh, wait a minute. So now we're having the Gronk Cruise on Munson's boat in Lake Taps? Yes. <laughs> What more do we need? A, a tanning bed. <laughs> you know what? We'll go to my gym. We got one. <laughs> hey, Steve, who's your buddy? He doesn't pay dues or lift. He just comes in and tans and then talks to people. We see you sneaking your friend in. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, all he's done is squats and tan. Yeah. That's his lifestyle. Squats and tan. Esther, T, Ted Smith, ST. Yeah. Ted Smith, squat and tan. Yeah. Squats first, then tan. Don't even dare say he's TS. Right. That would be funny. Anybody notice that dude? All he does is squats. Well, he's really good at squats. That's his strong muscle. And he says the tanning helps his, high, his hamstrings. <laughs> you want calves like this? You get in that tanning bed. All right. Uh, we got to get out of here. So uh, go Seahawks. I look selfishly. I'm kind of happy that we could blatantly like the podcast was all about this last night. Yes, oh, the venture so we were talking about. I was like, that's hey, kind of fun, just talking sports. And it's just like, I don't know about you. I'm just glad I do not want to go another off season with all these rumors of Russell wanting to be traded. I was just so done with it last season. I was like, that was just such an annoying off season. It was just agent says this, he says four teams. Yeah, it's like. You know what? Rip the Band-Aid off. Let's go. Let's figure it. Now the excitement is, are we rebuilding or are we putting together pieces that can still be a contending team? I, mean, I guess we'll find out after Friday with the Deshaun Watson stuff and obviously up until the draft. I mean, it just depends on how much the Seahawks are willing to play. And I'm talking and to Se- Seahawks fans, mainly Stephanie. Don't, like, don't be shocked when Tyler Lockett gets traded either. That's going to that's gonna suck. I, right. I feel like Lockett's probably gone. I don't know about DK. I don't think I don't think Adams he, he his contract's too much. So I don't think no. anybody would take him. I, you know but also I, I would love for Jamal Adams just walk in there with a, and just be like, all right, this is my defense now. Yep. Like, this is what we're doing. I feel like that could happen. Sometimes yeah. it's like somebody needs to be that leader, and in, and when you're playing under the shadow of someone else, it does hamper your abilities to be that person. Yeah. And new defensive scheme, new defensive coordinator, new other guy. I mean, you gotta cater to Jamal Adams. You'd be idiots not to make right, it and work. And that defensive lineman we got is solid. Yes, yeah. In yeah. fact, my buddy from um, from Colorado is just like, "Hey, dude, thanks for Russell Wilson." Uh, uh, the Sheldon guy, Sheldon Harris, is a stud. Really bummed we're losing him. The other two guys, not worth a damn. And I'm like, I thought the tight end was good. Like, no one cares about the quarterback, obviously. Yeah, nobody cares about you. I like Drew Locke's style, but I can't. I do I'm, like him rapping on the sidelines. Right, I just I wish he was better. Now listen, if you bring in Minshew, we, between him and Gina, like we got the coolest locker room, quarterback locker room. What room. about Jimmy Garoppolo? Ooh, Jimmy G. There's rumors of him going somewhere. And there's got to be porn stars that live in town. Oh, there's at least one. <laughs> right. <laughs> what the hell is her name? Matt Monroe. Oh crap! Oh, I don't know. She's on Twitter. 
She's got a Space Needle tattoo. That's how I know she's from Seattle. Okay. And she always talks about coming back to Seattle on her tweets. Ooh, all right. Uh, Madeline Monroe. Is there, there's a Madison Monroe, I think. Ma- maybe it's Madison Monroe. No kidding. Blonde? Yeah. Porn star that's blonde. I mean, you know I've been watching those videos. Like, she's from here. No kidding. Um, yeah, yeah. If it's a, one with the last name Monroe, and it's the one that I'm thinking about, look at her arm. She's got a, uh, a cool Space Needle tattoo. I mean, look at her arm. I know it's something that... I'll look at her arm when it's doing this on somebody. Hey! Hey, would she pump in oil? Hey! Hey, White gold, all right? Yeah, if you want to... That's a weird transition. If you want to see me all oiled up wrestling, I don't really oil myself up, but I'm going to be at Hell's Palladium for SOS Pro Wrestling this Friday night. Are you? Yes. All right. It's Friday. Come watch me wrestle. (laughs) And then if you're in in Oregon, uh, I'm going to be at DOA Pro Wrestling on Saturday night uh, at... uh, I don't know, a place in Portland. In Portland. Portland. Right, just take like a VFW or an Elks Lodge. Just, yeah, look up DOA Pro Wrestling in Portland. I'll be there on Saturday. Oh, nice. Busy weekend. All right. Yeah, I got I to gotta get up early Saturday and watch rugby with a buddy and then go to the Sounders game, but maybe I'll pop in Friday. Yeah, I'm not main event, so I know I won't be last. All right. That's all I know. <laughs> Hopefully I'm in the first half. But I'll keep you posted. All right, yeah. I'll text you Friday. All right, sounds good. I guess we could do this off the air. No, no we don't ever talk when the microphones are off. <laughs> no, we don't. This is very awkward. Yeah. But hey, good talking to you. Yeah, it's good to see you, man. Yeah, thanks for the follow, even though you muted me. <laughs> yeah, what the F, Russ? Why? Do... I want to be like, why are you unfollow me? And he'd be like, I don't even... I don't know who you are. Yeah, I don't know who you are, and I don't even control my own social media pages. So I, I do like the idea that he felt bad about it, too. It was like, sorry, Steve Meigs, I'm going to Denver. I just wonder when it happened. That's the thing. It's like, how did I, how did I last 10 years being followed by Russell Wilson? Maybe Luke one day just grabbed his phone and was like, we're giving Steve a follow. I, don't, I mean, look, that's the thing I said last night. Like, look, if Why we, not? If we kept all the players we'd love, Russell would still be in town throwing touchdowns to Luke. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Dude, you're absolutely right. I know, I know, like, we've been talking a lot about Russell Wilson, but I think we should at least at some point just acknowledge and recognize how incredible he was for the Seattle community. Oh, yeah. Everything he did at Children's Hospital. hospital. Like, everything you want to say about it. Like, you can't, you can't knock him for that. And Every also, Tuesday he went there. Yeah, and just one more time. Like, man, I love Bobby Wagner. What a yeah, football player. That, yeah. that one sucks. Truly, I mean, just an unassuming leader. You know, what I mean, it never looked like he was never that guy that was like loud and boastful. He just kind of did his thing. Yeah, when he brought the team up, like you yeah. knew it meant something. And now, that's when, what I'm saying. That's a football player. When you saw him fired up, you got fired up. Goddamn right. <laughs> Follow right. us on Twitter at the Megacast. <laughs> Unless you're Russell Wilson, then you can go after yourself. <laughs>